0: Welcome to this edition of the Fans First Sports Network's 2023 NFL Draft Preview Show. I'm Jeremy Betts. I'm joined, as always, by Andrew Wilbar, we're going to be going division by division in this show, answering the important questions per team, like team needs, players to watch, and more. Today, we're going to be focusing on the NFC East, an enigma of a division, Andrew. Three teams in the playoffs last year, so they've got some firepower coming off of a successful 2022 campaign for set for several of these teams. How do you see this NFC shaken out heading into 2023?
1: So hard to tell because there's so many teams that could potentially take a quarterback at some point, obviously Dak Prescott, he's there, mm-hmm. not a whole lot of depth behind him. Gardner Minshew is now out of the picture in Philadelphia. And then of course you have Washington. They brought in Jacoby Brissett and they have Sam Howell, but that doesn't mean that it can't take a quarterback, maybe even in the first round, they're a team that could still trade up and surprise some people in round one.
0: That is very true. And we were talking before hopping on the show here that it seems like a, a lot of these NFC teams could use a quarterback in some form or fashion, whether that's a backup, whether that's a guy to groom for the future, whether that's a guy to start right now. And it's going to be interesting to see how these teams go about that process in this draft, There's some options to be had in the middle rounds, as well as early in this draft as well. It's definitely a better situation if you're looking for a quarterback than it was just a year ago. So let's dive into this NFC East, and we're going to start with the Dallas Cowboys. They've made some moves this offseason, adding some free agents in uh, Stephon Gilmore, cornerback from Indianapolis, hopefully to shore up the back end for them and give them a couple guys on the back end of that defense in Gilmore and uh Trayvon Diggs to really put the clamps on wide receivers. And then you've got uh, a major trade for wide receiver Brandon Cooks from Houston to add depth to the wide receiver room, add a starter on the perimeter. Brandon Cooks might be one of the most well-traveled receivers who actually puts up numbers that are worthy of new contracts, and yet he doesn't get them. For some reason, he's been traded, I think, four times now or something along those lines maybe even something. more than that um so this is a guy who's who's well traveled he's going to provide some fireworks for the dallas cowboys at least they hope so in this show in this series we're going to ask three major questions about each of these teams in these divisions so let's jump into those andrew i'm going to start with what is question number one What is the 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 biggest team needs for the dallas cowboys heading into the 2023 nfl draft
1: you got to look at defensive tackle. They don't have much there to speak for at all. I also think you got to look at tight end, a position that is gaining a lot of publicity because of the loss of Dalton Schultz. Dallas loves their tight ends, they have for a very long time. So expect them to look at tight end early on. I could see that as a first round target, considering the fact that Jerry Jones always tends to prefer offense to defense. I think those are the clear cut top two needs. I think, I don't think running back is a necessity because I think Tony Pollard is better than a lot of people give credit for. And, you know, he's, he has gotten more hype over the past year, year and a half. Nonetheless, I still think adding a power back at some point is necessary. I just think it can happen in the later rounds because of how deep the strap is at running back.
0: Absolutely. They're going to, they're going to be looking at positions like that. And like you said, a deep running back class, it's going to be interesting. This running back class for sure. What teams dive in and where, Uh, let's, let's go to question number two here. What is a sneaky need for this Dallas Cowboys team?
1: I think you look at wide receiver. They have CD Lamb to play the slot. You have Brandon cooks as well, but they don't have a true big body wide receiver. That can be a 50, 50 ball dominant dude on the outside. And I think you look at a guy in the first round as we get to that last question of players that makes sense. I think Quentin Johnson is a guy that would make a lot of sense from TCU, a local guy, big bodied receiver, really good on contested catches, a guy who can burn you deep with speed as well. I think he'd be a, a pick that Dallas fans would love just because of his explosiveness. Average what 20 yards per reception in yeah. college? Absolutely incredible. Uh I just really wish we could have seen him run at either his pro day or at the combine. That was what's really hurt his stock. At one point he was my number one wide receiver. Now By the time we get to the draft, there's a chance he may be my number four wide receiver simply because of the fact we don't know what that speed is. And that's one of his calling cards. If he doesn't run Mm -hmm. 4-4, a low 4-4 or better, I think I'd have to move him down because he doesn't offer as much as some of these other receivers do.
0: Yeah, that's very true. The Cowboys pick at 26, so that would be a good range potentially for Quentin Johnson unless a team has really fallen in love with him. Uh, and then if they don't go wide receiver in the first round, you've got guys like AT Perry, you've got guys like Cedric Tillman that could potentially be targets if they're looking for that big playmaker on the outside. Let's talk about some other players at 26. Andrew, you mentioned tight end and a defensive tackle. Anybody that kind of fits the back end of that draft for them at 26?
1: I think it could be any of those top tight ends, mayor, Washington, Kincaid, uh, Bijan, you can't rule out entirely just because he's a Texas guy, and that would be a typical yep. Jerry Jones thing to do. If Bijan's sitting there at 26, I could totally see Dallas taking him. It would not shock me at all. Uh, then you also have Jermon Dexter, a guy who's extremely athletic along the defensive line. He would seem to be the type of guy Dallas would go after if they decide to address the defense. But I think it's gonna be a skill position
0: on offense. There you go. Uh German Dexter is interesting to me. You you've mentioned him in this show. You mentioned him a couple shows in the AFC as well as a potential late round first or late first round option. Is that something that, that you, you actually see him potentially being, or is that, would you consider that a reach?
1: I have an. I think I have an early second-round grade on Dexter. I don't think okay. it would be a huge reach at that point. There's not a big discrepancy between late first and early second-round picks, especially in a year like this where there's really only 15 to 20 picks that everyone seems to agree on as being first-round caliber prospects. There will be someone that falls out of those picks yeah. to where Dallas is picking, but you don't know who it's going to be. Are the guys that you think could be available, I think Dexter's one of those guys. And it's just, you know, you got to determine what you're looking for. If you're looking for the true nose, it's Mozzie Smith. If you're looking for more of a 3-4-D end, a 3-tech and a 4-3, I think Dexter can fill either of those roles. And Or, you know, you have Brian Breesey in there as well. It just depends on what flavor, what style, what scheme fit you're looking for. And I think Dexter would make a lot of sense for what Dallas needs.
0: There you go. Let's move on to another playoff team from this division, the New York Football Giants added wide receiver paris campbell from indianapolis uh, they made a, a massive blockbuster trade for tight end darren waller from the raiders and then on defense added some help at linebacker in the form of bobby Akarake from indianapolis as well the giants targeting some of these guys from the colts to help round out their roster let's jump into their team needs andrew what, what you got is their top needs heading into the draft
1: Corner, in my opinion, is the position they need to draft in the first round. Yeah, Even if the top three guys are gone, there are some good guys in that later portion. And I, I could see the, the Giants, a team that has 10 picks. I could see them potentially moving up from one of these top three corners if one of them starts to slip. I would not rule that out at all. They have the ammo to do it. And then I think wide receiver and safety are two other positions you have to look at. Darius Layton is there, but not long-term necessarily. Same thing for Sterling Shepard or excuse me, not Sterling Shepard was who I was talking about. Um, Paris Campbell uh, is the other guy that I'm pertaining to. You don't know what his role is going to be in the offense. So they have a bunch of guys like that, but there's no definitive guy that you look at and say, this guy's the number one wide receiver. I'm not saying they're going to find a number one wide receiver in this draft definitively, but if sure. one of those top four receivers is sitting there, it would be something that you'd have to consider at pick 25, although I think corner would be the better way to go.
0: Giants look to be running it back along the offensive line they haven't really addressed it at all but I think that that could be something that they address in the middle portions of the draft obviously most teams will invest at some point at offensive line but the Giants for sure just pay Daniel Jones big quarterback money they're going to want to protect that investment and you've got some guys aging on that offensive line that you're going to need to find replacements replacements for uh either that or coming up to the end of contracts here soon so the giants have uh, a lot of things to keep an eye on there that was my sneaky need for the giants did you have anything else for that that question
1: i really don't i think it's as simple as that and you have a good point with the offensive line it's just a, a question as to what position on the offensive line i think if you're looking at an interior
0: guy in that third fourth yeah. round there could be some good options available absolutely all right let's talk about some players that make sense at pick 25 you already said cornerback is a big time need for them probably what they should address early is there a chance they could make a move to go secure a cornerback if it looks like one might be falling outside that top 10
1: absolutely again you you talk about teams that have enough capital to make it happen and when you it, it all depends on their draft board if they see deontay banks and emmanuel forbes and dj turner yeah. Is guys that are really close to that top three, then you don't make the move. But if there's a clear cut grade, you're like, I don't see we don't see any of these guys as future lockdown corners, but we see all three or one of these three that is falling of these top corners that we feel could be uh the a life changer for the defense. That's when you decide to make the move up. It just all depends on the value.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I wish we could dive into some of these teams a little bit deeper, but we got to keep it rolling, so let's do that. Heading into the Philadelphia Eagles, the NFC Super Bowl representative, and, in my opinion, a team that got robbed in the big game this last year. Their quarterback obviously played lights out. The offense has plenty of pieces. They've revamped a little bit. They lost Miles Sanders, so what do they do? They go out and bring in Rashad Penny from Seattle, a guy with a lot of upside, a lot of speed who could fit really well in this offense if he could stay healthy that's going to be something to watch and then uh, making a move on the back end of the defense after losing several pieces in the secondary they added safety Terrell Edmonds out of Pittsburgh an underrated signing for the Philadelphia Eagles so they're they're trying to reload and honestly Andrew they've They've brought back more pieces than I thought they were going to be able to heading into this year. Obviously, they lose Javon Hargrave, uh, but they brought back James Bradbury. They brought back Darius Slay. Their their secondary a- a- and defensive line are staying intact for the most part. Uh, obviously, the safety position was not one of those things. What do you think could be the, the team's top needs heading into the draft based on the moves that they've already made?
1: We know how much Howie Roseman prioritizes the trenches. Yes. I think defensive line is the spot they're going to have to look at early on. Defensive tackle, edge rusher. They had so many free agents. They were able to retain some, but not all. And we knew that was going to happen. Fortunately, at edge rusher, there is some depth. So I think if there's a defensive tackle they're in love with, at either pick 10 or 32, I think you have to make that move. I think that would be the floor for Jalen Carter at pick 10. I don't think he falls past Philly here. If he's there, he seems to be the pick. But if he's not there, you're probably looking at defensive tackle later on. You could absolutely take an edge rusher here or even running back. Because, like, you know, you you mentioned Rashad Penny, but he is not reliable with his injury history. They have a few other pieces there. Kenneth Gainwell is a good third down back. But they need to add somebody there that has true three-down potential.
0: Absolutely. Uh, What's a sneaky need for this team?
1: Look at corner. Their corners are not getting any younger, specifically with Darius Slay. And he hasn't pulled off a cliff, anything like that. But you do have to start considering the future. And it's a position they've kind of put on the back burner for a while. I'd also have to throw in linebacker as well after losing some pieces in free agency there. So, again, the Eagles, they do have N'Kobe Dean, and he's, again, another wild card. A guy who could turn this defense around, but we really don't know what we're going to expect. He looked good the little we saw of him. But uh, he's going to be in a bigger role this year. He's going to be a starter, but they don't have much depth behind him. So adding somebody in the third, fourth round, I think would be a good idea if there's anyone worthy out there, which we don't know how fast this linebacker market's going to drive because it's not that much.
0: With all that in mind, Andrew, uh, they do have two picks in the first round, pick number 10 and pick 30. And I just really think B. John Robinson at number 10, that that could be a a really, really intriguing option for them to add to that running back room you know how they like to pound the football get a guy in place who who's a lead back and some in in robinson that's going to be uh, interesting to watch if if that's something that they decide to do or not uh who else do you got as potential fits for the eagles at number 10 and number 30
1: i think atlanta and arizona hold the cards in this because if one if arizona trades down the likely target which we'll get into later on in another episode is going to be probably Christian Gonzalez. If they stay at three, they're probably taking Will Anderson. So that takes an edge rusher off the board. Seattle at five, we don't know what's going to happen. Atlanta at eight, they could go any direction. But which if there's an edge rusher that falls, say a Tyree Wilson, or if Lucas Van Ness is still there and they're really high on Van Ness, I think that Howie Roseman would go that direction first just because of how much he prioritizes it. Or if Jalen Carter's there. But at the same yeah. time, you can't rule out Bijan because just about every team in the league has him as a top four to six prospect in this draft. But right. I can't help but think the Eagles are one of those teams, especially when you have the
0: need. Somebody's going to swing on him at some point in this first round.
1: Yeah, yeah. absolutely. But th- there's definitely a wide range on Bijan. But I think Jalen Carter and Lucas Van Ness are the other two names to keep an eye on at 10.
0: There you go. And then you have Clyde Jekansi, Brian Brissi, and uh, Adabari as uh, – how do you say that first name? Adatamiwa? <laughs>
1: Atatamiwa, Atabare.
0: Atatamiwa, Atabare. We did this the other night, and it it did not work out well for me. So uh, you got athletic interior slash edge potential flex guys uh, for them to be looking at in the back end of the first round at pick 30 as well. Let's move on to the Washington Commanders, who are really intriguing. They're the only team in this division that did not make the playoffs last year, but they actually have a pretty decent roster on paper. They're just missing some key Pieces they did add quarterback Jacoby Brissett from Cleveland to come in and maybe start for them, maybe be their uh, their mentor for the young gun that they they drafted last year. Out of North Carolina, I'm going Sam around Howell. in circles. Sam how thank you. Oh man, it's late, and uh my brain isn't quite working right now. Um, so yeah, he, he's in place there. Uh offensive tackle Andrew Wiley out of Kansas City, and then uh along the offensive line, Nick Gates from the New York Giants kind of really revamping that offensive line a little bit in free agency. But it looks like that that still could be a, a need for them heading into the draft. would you rank offensive line among their top needs
1: i would i do think corner would be a higher priority but when you look at specifically uh offensive tackle that's a position they need to charles leno is not getting any younger he is aging they need to find a long-term replacement that sadiq charles is you know been in the picture for a while but just has not developed into what i thought he could have been at one point so that leaves them looking at in the first round, I mean, we'll, we're going to make this easy for Washington. When we get to the players, that make sense. As the top three or four corners of the top three or four tackles, if it's somebody else other than that, I would be shocked. I mean, being brutally honest, Deontay Banks, this would be a ceiling, I think, just because of the locality. <coughs> he could be in play, excuse me. But other than that, I think it's going to be uh, one of the top three corners, top three tackles, if one of them is there. If not. Maybe they trade back. Maybe this is where yeah. we see Hendon Hooker go. There's a yeah. lot of hype surrounding Hendon Hooker right now. Maybe this is the spot for him. I don't know, but I think it, it seems like Washington is looking more at quarter and offensive line.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, one of those teams that that could decide to trade back if, if one of their guys isn't there. So they'll be a hinge point in this draft right in the middle. And uh, they're, they're going to make a play on one of those guys, like you mentioned. Uh, I do believe that they're that. They could be in on the quarterback sweepstakes if something falls their way. So Hendon Hooker, there is is very intriguing to me in the middle of this this first round. Does somebody like him well enough to take him there? Uh, that would be the sneaky need for this team is quarterback. And then we've already mentioned the players that uh, would probably be intriguing to Washington. Is there anybody under the radar that they might consider? Uh, bringing in if the cornerbacks and, and offensive tackles aren't there and they can't find a trade partner to get out of there.
1: This could be the ceiling for a tight end. If they decide yeah. to go that route, adding an extra playmaker is not out of the question. But I think at this point, even if Jackson Smith and Jackson Smith and Jacob is still there, just because of what Washington already has at wide receiver, I think tight end may make a little bit more sense, whether it be Michael Mayer or Dalton Kincaid. It depends what style they want. But one of those two guys, I think this would probably be the highest you see them go. But uh, you're looking in that range. It wouldn't be a terrible pick. It'd be a safe selection for Washington.
0: Absolutely. Good stuff, Andrew, as always. That's going to wrap it for our NFC East draft preview from the Fans First Sports Network. We're going to have more of these shows coming out, so if you are a fan of one of these NFC East teams, be sure to check your feed on FFSN and also the the NFL feed on FFSN for this show and others regarding the other divisions. Andrew, that's going to do it for us go ahead and check out these other shows from the fans for sports network and make sure that FFSN is your one-stop shop for all your sports needs. Have a great day, everyone. Stop and